Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Ann Samoylov, and today I decided to do a part two. We're going to continue, and I have actually a few more episodes where we're going to be discussing partnerships. So many of you reached out to me last week after, actually two weeks ago, really, but uh, between the time it was published and now, I've received tons of questions about partnerships and just that people were really interested in this topic because I think it hit a nerve, let's be honest. And I think the reason is because we go through our businesses kind of solo. Well, most of you listening, I know, are solo. I'm sure not all of you are, but the people I've heard from are definitely solopreneurs. And I know for myself, I've definitely had those days where I'm like, dang, I wish it's not that I want to hire someone. It's just I want someone who cares enough about this business in the same way I do. So today we're going to just go over some really simple things that you need to ask yourself and you need to kind of get clear on with the person that you think you might want to partner with. But these are things to remember, especially if you have found someone here like, oh, maybe I could, we could be business partners. Now, some of these aren't going to be the, this is not necessarily the fun stuff. The stuff I'm going to share today are just the very practical things that you have to think about before you're going into working with another person, building a company together. And the not so fun thing that I like to just get right up front, this definitely takes all the romance out of partnering and the whole, you know, the idea, oh my gosh, that somebody is going to be working side by side with me and all of this. And it just sounds so amazing. And so finally, you're not so lonely. But listen, you got it. Number one is you have to think about your exit strategy. And basically not even an exit strategy, like what do I do if things go crazy and I just hate this person or they hate me or they hate how I work or I hate how they work. The deal is, is you really need to kind of come up with that prenup for your business and say, okay, in the, in the case that one of us, both of us, we decide hopefully amicably here that this, this won't work for us or we're, or we're done with the partnership for whatever reason, good, bad, or whatever, who gets what? Who does the list belong to? How does it get delivered to each person? Um, what about the website? What about the clients? Um, where should clients go? Who should get the website? Should the website traffic, should will you keep the website up for a specific period of time? Will you redirect it somewhere else? I mean, these are definitely big questions. And I know partners right now who are dissolving their partnership, who are literally just taking down their site. But I believe that, I mean, there's definitely options for that bit of it, but thinking about it now will help you build something later that you'll do some, maybe one person will get custody of the website. Anyway, so thinking about where, where are all these business assets going? Would someone continue to maintain it? Will there be a buyout? Is there an option to buy it out? Um, not everybody wants to be the buyer, buyer outer of, of the business, but someone might want to, especially because when you build websites, I mean, that is an asset. So I always think that there should be someone who the business goes to it. It's always a tragedy to me to hear that something is just being dissolved. Um, 
And I think that there are much better ways to go than that. So one, think about your exit strategy. This might be something you want to talk about with someone who has legal background, who has, who understands like what happens when businesses, you know, go apart or, or split up. And you definitely want to figure that out. So you need to find out legally, but you also need to figure out, um, You need to figure out what you want to do. So what would be the ideal situation? And then what is legal? What are the legal pieces that you need to figure out? Um, We'll go into some more things related to the legal stuff later, but this is specifically for that exit strategy. What to do, what to do if we don't want to do this anymore. Okay. Number two, I think something that's often overlooked, and this is something really great great to think about, even if you're not partnering, but you are hiring people. And that's understanding their strengths, people's strengths as they come in, because it's important that there, that there is some sort of overlap, but it's also really critical that you bring people into your business or you partner with people who have different skills, who can bring different things to the table. Let me tell you, I would constantly be looking at Fizzle, the the membership site and the the company, uh, Corbett Bar, and um, for some reason, the other guys are cute, Chase Reeves, and there are two new people on that team as well. Um, Gosh, I'm going to put all of their names in the show notes below. Don't you worry about that. But regardless, I remember when I first saw their partnership and I'm like, oh my God, that is so ideal Um, because they have a clear overlapping values that they, that, that kind of brought them together, but they have clearly different skill sets. Um, A few great tools to figure this out. Now Discover Your Strengths. It's a book by Marcus Buckingham. And then Strengths Finder 2.0. And I'm I'm telling you about that second one. They both link to a test, which give you your top five themes or strengths, things that you should be aware of that you can figure out how to implement in your daily life, work, business, whatever. The one thing I really like about Strengths Finder 2.0 is that there's an action plan. (laughs) For me, it's not enough to know what the themes mean and what my strengths mean, but I want to know how they're going to show up. So I highly recommend if you are, you know, both books are amazing. I highly recommend reading both, but to get that action plan, what to do with the strengths once you have them, definitely check out StrengthsFinder 2.0. Also, I want to highly recommend another book, which probably can help with the exit strategy as well, because I think that the, I think thinking about exit strategy is good, even if you're working by yourself. So there's a great book called Built to Sell, and it's all about setting up your business so that you can exit it if you want to, need to, etc. Now, I know there's a lot of people who talk about building one brand, putting everything underneath that brand. And I think that's okay, like a personal brand. But like, I sometimes think I'm like, well, what if I didn't want to do fearless launching anymore? What, how would I need to set that up? Or what if I wanted someone else to run it? And it could be kind of completely separate. How would I make that happen? And, and so that's what you need to ask about your business. Even if you've got no partners, but partners, you know, definitely, I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that the, he talks about in that book definitely applies here. 
So check those out. There are links to those in the show notes and um, author names and and a, l- a few more resources as well, just related to these books. Because I've definitely done, I did a little research before I grabbed any of them. Um, another thing that you need to ask yourself, and this is number three, but it's a whole category of questions, is understanding what ha- is going to happen in the day-to-day and your systems. And I don't mean you have to have every single system detailed, um, standard operating procedures, all that stuff built out, but it is critical to know, okay, who's going to do what? Who has the final call on, you know, whatever, whatever the stuff is, the copy, the blog posts, how will you manage the work day to day? Because you're both going to have to be happy with it, but that's why I feel like having working with someone who has different strengths from you, it clearly puts them in the lead role on that thing. So say you are the writer in the group. You are the main writer. Like, actually, what if both of you are writers? Like, for instance, last week, if you caught that episode uh, with Think Creative Collective, they both have that writing skill. One thing I didn't ask them is, who, who has the final word? Because I do think having captains and kind of areas where people are really the one, the kind of like the one who gets the, does the, the check, like the sign off. It's super important to know that. And even on one of the launches that I worked on the very beginning of B-School, Marie Forleo and Laura Roeder were partnered together. I was working with Laura, so I was, but I was part of the whole process. So we established really quickly that Laura's team was going to be handling kind of like the tech, the web, all of that stuff. That was the very first round. And Marie was the person who would last look at the copy before it was sent out, before an email was sent out. You know, so she was like kind of looking at the messaging. Laura looked at it still, but Marie was the final sign-off. So know who the final sign-off or who the owner of things are. And also, how, how do you decide when you can spend money? Who, who makes that call? Is there a budget at which you don't have to ask the other person? It's important to know these things. And because running your day-to-day business, you'll constantly come back to these questions. And the final thing that I just, I mean, this is a really quick Quick bit on partners, but I know there are tons of resources out there. And I feel like partnerships really come down to understanding like each other, who you are, what your strengths are, who's going to do what, and then putting that all inside a very legal container. Because if you, if you take it seriously from the beginning, instead of let's start a blog, you know, if you take it, if you're pro from the get go, then it doesn't matter, you know, if you guys decide in a year you don't want to do it anymore, it'll be fine. Your friendship will be preserved if you were friends before, and hopefully your relationship will be preserved. So the final thing is that legal, that le- that you need to say, who do I go to for legal advice? I say talk to and get a basic legal agreement going together. I say, think about things like who owns this intellectual property. I mean, so many things done. I, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being exaggerating, but I really feel like there are a lot of people in the online space who don't, they don't protect themselves, but they don't act professionally is really what I wanted to say. They don't act professionally 
and they don't even treat their business professionally. And so those people don't grow in my mind. And, you know, it's not about selling out. It's not about being corporate or anything like that. It's about protecting yourself, protecting your ideas, protecting your content, and also giving your business that kind of that kind of foundational place to start from. How will you hire people? How, how do people get paid? Who pays the taxes? How do those get done? Um, those are also important as well. And I'll give you a few, there's a few different people. So I do think you need legal. Um, there's a few people that I can suggest that I'll put in the show notes. Annette Stepanian, she is a client who came to me and she just has a really, really great business, especially if you're in California. I think that she practices law there. Um, Elizabeth Potts Weinstein, she's great. I've known about her for years. I knew her through Laura. Um, Rachel Rogers is another one. Um, definitely will put all of their links below. And then taxes, which really still feeds into this whole, like, how do we make sure that we're legal? Um how do those get paid? So I would say check out fullyaccountable.com, thecommonsense.com. And, you know, those are, those are some starting points. You might want to just ask in a Facebook group, if you're in a business Facebook group, who do people go to to get their, who's an online CPA? Because there are people who work specifically with online businesses. So they understand, and they've made it their business to understand how to how to like navigate that whole system. I'll see if I can find some more resources for you as well. And then still under this making sure you're all legal, I would also reach out to someone who is versed in human resources law because at some point you are going to be wanting to hire a person, even part-time, you, you, and you need to know. You need to know if they're going to be staff, if they're going to be an employee, or just an independent contractor, or short-term, part-time, whatever. Do they get benefits? And the only person that I have that you can... Well, actually, there's a few people, but AskKristenBates.com. Uh, Kristen Bates is great. Um, I met her last fall and just online, but that's definitely her thing. She knows how to like help you hire people, but do it in the right way as well. Um, also, you may want to check out Bridget Lyons. I don't, uh, and I'll put her link below. She did a hangout, I want to say probably a couple years ago when she first brought on her first full-time employee and and who helped her do that and how they did that. So I will see if I can dig that up for you. But so you've got your legal, you've got your, let's see, let's recap just a little bit. Think about your exit strategy. What if it doesn't work? Who gets what? You got your strengths, like what, who's best at doing what? And from that, from that list of, you know, what is overlapping, what's different, who's better at what, being really clear, really honest, really realistic, then you're able to jump into the next one, which is, What's going to happen day to day? Who's going to be doing what? Who's final call on this, this, or this? Do we have meetings every day? Do we have meetings a couple times a week? Who has the final call? Um, how do we spend money? And then to wrap all of this up with a neat little bow, we started with kind of the legal stuff, legal-ish stuff. But I really think that no matter what you do, before you start, before you decide to partner, 
even if it's on one project, even if you said, oh, let's do this class together or let's make this together, seek legal help. And there's plenty of resources online. And again, I will put all of the resources for these below. Um, You know, partnering with people is interesting. And I think that any kind of collaboration, there's going to be challenges. But as long as you go in to it with a set of expectations and who's going to do what and how things are going to play out, like what's going to happen, then things can run a lot smoother and transition out of that partnership if necessary. So I hope today was helpful. I wanted to blast through some of this stuff. So make sure that if I was going really fast through any of it, that you listen again. And I want to thank you for listening to Fearless Launching Show this week and every week. Please, if you're not subscribed yet, if you're listening to this over on the blog, scroll down and click that iTunes button and go over there and subscribe and leave me a comment because your comments really mean the world to me. They help other people just like you find the podcast and yeah. And it just lets me know that I'm on the right track with you guys, giving you what you need. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will speak to you very soon. We've got a few more partnership podcasts coming up, episodes coming up. I have interviews with people who have different types of partnership, husband and wife partnerships, as well as partnerships that are dissolving. So I'm excited to share those with you. I can't wait. And if you have questions, definitely leave them in the comments on the blog. You can find those over at ansamoylove.com forward slash show. You'll find all of the show notes. And yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And I'll see you next week.